the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. A very warm welcome, I have to say a warm welcome to our worship this morning, to a balmy St Mary's. It's a bit fresh this morning, but it's lovely to welcome you all here. Just a reminder that this afternoon from four o'clock, it is our messy Christingle. Now, before you think that's just for the little ones, we've been delighted to see you all come and make a Christingle and then come over here for a short act of worship. Judith's looking at me now, worried, thinking, I'm not sure how many sandwiches I've got to make. But anyway, we'd love to see you for Christingle this afternoon from four o'clock uh, in our centre. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Heavenly Father, you call us to prepare for the coming of your Son. Forgive us our unreadiness to receive him. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you were proclaimed by John the Baptist. Help us also to prepare your way. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Holy Spirit, you speak through the prophets. Make us attentive to hear your word. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at your first coming sent your messenger to prepare your way before you. Grant that the ministers and stewards of your mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready your way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at your second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in your sight. For you are alive and reign with the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. 
then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Holy Way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveller, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and the sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. 
What did you go out into, into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are not in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Speak to the glory of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A few years ago, you may recall, we hosted in church a different Advent service called What About the Co-Stars? It was an evening of storytelling about the other characters in the Christmas story. The co-stars, Elizabeth, Zechariah, John the Baptist. It was a chance to think about those who we meet regularly in this season, but perhaps think about least of all. My favourite co-star is John the Baptist, probably known as the greatest warm-up act who ever lived. Some may describe him as eccentric. Maybe he was. Living in the desert, eating a strange diet of locusts and wild honey. But somehow I feel a great affinity with him. His story feeds into mine in a way. And today we have another chance to consider this important co-star of our story. He appears twice during this season, and as we heard in last Sunday's Gospel reading, John arrives to herald the beginning of Jesus' adult ministry. Crowds flocked to see him, even if he appeared a bit rude, but he had a job to do. He was preparing the way. However, in this, gospel, this morning's Gospel reading, fast forward, the same crowd have tired of him. The uncomfortable truth tells, and he finds himself in prison. I hope I never end up experiencing the same fate as John the Baptist, but I do somehow know, as a licensed lay minister, there are some parallels in his early ministry and mine. I was reminded of this a couple of weeks back when Matthew, Giles and I were invited to the Advent procession at Ripon Cathedral. There were some other licensed lay ministers in the procession, and as we lined up by the cathedral, as we were lined up by the cathedral canons, they explained that the licensed lay ministers would walk directly behind the choir, therefore assuming our usual place at the front of the line. Licensed lay ministers are always first in the procession first out of the traps, you might say, then with the clergy behind, and ending, if you're lucky, with the bishop. In a way, we are preparing or leading the way for someone greater than us. Spot the parallel? John the Baptist was such a great co-star, then we cannot dismiss him as an eccentric, hairy recluse that the Gospels portray. He had a depth of personality that I would like to explore. I want us to think this morning, how can we be a little bit more like John? <coughs> how do 
does this character have a relevance for our mission in this place at this time? Today we can look at the example of John the Baptist as a witness who continually pointed to Jesus. His life and message were marked with simplicity, humility and purpose. There are many things that I could say, and I could go on until Chris Dingle about John the Baptist, but here are just three things for us this morning to consider. Firstly, John's humility. John was born, like Jesus, into a humble family, the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, a long-awaited son. John's life was a special and unusual life, born with the sole purpose of announcing the Messiah's coming to others. He spent all his days around the area of the Jordan and became fondly recorded as the messenger, not the message. John knew he was the forerunner to Jesus and he made sure that he never lost sight of that. Even in today's Gospel, doubt creeps in. He asks his disciples, was Jesus the re really the one who was to come? Or should they wait for another? <coughs> he's never really sure if he's got his job right. His humility as an example could be a trait that we might find hard to accept. In a world of celebrity and social media, how easy is it for people to take the limelight? How many of us would rather have the limelight than pave the way for someone else? I'm sure that's not true of any of us here. As disciples of Christ, we are asked to put others first, and especially God, before anyone else. It may not be easy or without pain, but John's example serves as a good reminder of our humility in service. Secondly, John wasn't afraid to challenge anything. Despite his humble acceptance of his life and work, he wasn't afraid to challenge those who thought they were better, stronger and more powerful than he. John ended up in prison because of this challenging nature. Following Jesus Christ can be a costly thing. The cost of supporting and encouraging the most vulnerable of our society might be that we are uncomfortable and being called out to make sacrifices for the greater good. Can we honestly say that we do that 24-7? I can't. But like you, I do try. I invariably make mistakes, I get cross and I fall short all too often. We are human, like John, but with the love of God within us, we have an opportunity to make good, even with a sprinkle of challenge. Thirdly, John knew Jesus and pointed others towards him. Although they were family members, John really knew his place. And despite being at the beginning of the procession, he knew exactly who was at the back. John understood this, and that is why he was able to call out in our Gospels, Behold the Lamb of God. By calling out in this way, John was forcing all those who were looking to Jesus to ultimately see him and turn away from John. He was saying, My disciples, this is the man you should be following, not me. He could have kept quiet and kept his followers, but he didn't. John understood the bigger picture, that it wasn't just about him. It was about God and what God was going to do for the whole world. So three things to consider as a rule for living a bit more like John. This unique but integral co-star gives us humility, challenge, and knowing Jesus. 
In two weeks, all things will point to Jesus and our journey of Advent will be complete. All our co-stars will have starred and then the main event will take place. So in these few remaining days of the season, let us recall those who set the scene for the greatest love story ever told. Just as John was the messenger, not the message, may we look on kindness with John to be our pointer towards Jesus, the Son of God, who was and is and is to come. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality. Pray for the church throughout the world, offer our prayers to God and ourselves in his service. Please sit or kneel to pray. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray today for the Church of Kenya, for its clergy and people who are facing severe drought. Let them hold a steadfast faith and rejoice in the preparations for the birth of Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. O Emmanuel, long expected, be present among us. In the darkness, let your shining light bring hope and encouragement to the despairing to those living in poverty, to the homeless, and to those in prison. We pray that their lives will be helped at this time by the actions of others. Lord, in your mercy. In our diocese, we pray for all church schools the pupils, teachers and non-teaching staff. May their carol and nativity services rejoice in the Christmas message of hope for all peoples. Lord, in your mercy. Here in our parish of St Mary Whitkirk, we pray for the Messy Church Christingle service to be held this afternoon. For all involved in the time to pray on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. For our local schools, Whitkirk and Colton who are holding their Christmas services here in church this week. And for the residents of Cross Park Street. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all charities working hard to show their support to all in need. Today we especially pray for Childline, 
doing invaluable one-to-one -one conversations for young people in need. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. As we rejoice at the coming of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas, we are thankful for the opportunity to say thank you to our families and friends for their love, support and friendship. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Dear Lord, we lay before you all who are not in good health. Our prayers are asked for Mike Jackson, Colin and Shirley Russell, Jean Bannister, Graham Webster, Brian and June Sutcliffe, Ginny Camponi, Tom Heaphy, Jeff Blowers, Shane Simpson, Jeff Lidster, David Percy, and David Bum. Together with those in long-term care, Mary Metcalf, Margaret Burton, George Brown, Jennifer Mode, and Lynn Perry. Give them courage to face their troubles and a hope that with the Lord's help, all is possible. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Confident in Christ's victory on the cross, we remember all who gave us so much that we no longer see. Those who have died recently, David Ford and Mary Marchbank Waterfield. And they, on the anniversary of their death, Shirley Eastwood, Margaret Lightwood, Joseph Taylor, Alexandra Mills, Julie Kelly, and Kathleen Rindle. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. As we prepare for the birth of Christ's child at Christmas, let us rejoice in the Lord always. Merciful Father, I accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. God will speak peace to his people, to those who turn to him in their hearts. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
as this bread was scattered and then gathered and made one, so may your church be gathered into your kingdom. Glory to you, O God, forever. Wisdom has built her a house, she has mixed her wine, she has set her table. Glory to you, O God, forever. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift thanks to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is indeed right and good to give you thanks and praise, Almighty God and Everlasting Father, through Jesus Christ, your Son. For when he humbled himself to come among us in human flesh, he fulfilled the plan you formed before the foundation of the world to open for us the way of salvation. Confident that your promise will be fulfilled, we now watch for the day when Christ our Lord will come again in glory. And so we join our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven to proclaim your glory forever, praising you and singing. praises heavenly father through your son our saviour jesus christ and as we follow his example and obey his command grant that by the power of your holy spirit these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Accept through him, our great High Priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Amen. 
Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. faith and thanksgiving, you who hunger for the bread of life. Gather around the table as strangers and friends and feed on him who was, who is, and who is to come.
Let us pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for these heavenly gifts. Kindle in us the fire of your Spirit, that when your Christ comes again, we may shine as lights before his face, who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. So we're going to light the third of our Advent candles. William, I think, is at the back and prepared to come down. And Has he got his hat on? Oh, yes, he has. Looking very splendid this morning. He's going to light the third of our candles, which, as Lynn helpfully reminded us, is we're thinking about John the Baptist today. Should we go for this one over here, William? So if I light that, perhaps Mum can help you as well. Reach up, unless you've got super long arms. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, William. So our prayer as we... Oh, it's gone out. It's one of those magic candles. (laughs) To do it again. What happened there? Was that you, David? No. <laughs> Did you what? That looks good. Yeah, go on. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so we'll try again. The third candle, John the Baptist. Blessed are you, sovereign Lord, just and true. To you be praise and glory forever. Your prophet, John the Baptist, was witness to the truth as a burning and shining light. May we, your servants, rejoice in his light and so be led to witness to him who is the Lord of our coming kingdom, Jesus our Saviour and King of the ages. Blessed be God forever.
Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from before your path and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Our Lord says, I am coming soon. Amen. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the Lord, when he comes, find us watching and waiting. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.